It is Thursday, March 14th, and this is the High Times News Hit. I'm Mike Hughes. Uh, Originally, when we conceived the idea of doing this podcast, uh, we wanted to do it on a daily basis. Um, Unfortunately, that schedule has been a bit difficult to keep up, but we're trying to do it, you know, uh, several times a week. So we're hoping that that works out for the foreseeable future. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, Let's get to the top pot headlines from the U.S. and around the world for this week. And let's start in Los Angeles. Uh, Carmen Trutnich is the Los Angeles city attorney, for now anyway. Uh, He couldn't quite hold off his opponent, Mike Fuhrer, in last Tuesday's election. Fuhrer is a former assemblyman, and he got 44% of the vote, while Trutnich took just 30%. And the reason that this is marijuana news at all is because city attorney Trutnich has been an important and underreported figure in the L.A. medical marijuana dispensary debacle that's been going on there. Now, most High Times readers are pretty familiar with the L.A. city council's struggles to regulate medical pot dispensaries. Some of the council's lowlights include the failed dispensary moratorium of 2007, the failed dispensary cap of 2009, and of course, the failed dispensary ban of 2012. That ban lasted just three months before the council caved and repealed it. However, most people are less familiar with City Attorney Trutnich's role in the city council's many failures. Trutnich convinced council members to stop working with dispensary advocates on a potential ordinance back in 2009 when he took office. He, of course, was also a major force behind the council's 2012 dispensary ban and previously attempted to prevent dispensaries from accepting cash, which is pretty important to the whole business thing. Uh, Prior to last Tuesday's election, Trutnich threw his support behind the council's new dispensary regulation initiative, which is going to hit ballots in 2014. That initiative is also supported by the Greater Los Angeles Collective Alliance and Americans for Safe Access LA, but it might be too little too late as Los Angeles voters clearly favored his opponent in this election. However, because neither candidate reached a majority of 50%, the two will face each other in a May 21st runoff election. You can check HighTimes.com for extensive coverage of the ongoing idiocy that the L.A. City Council has brought to medical marijuana dispensaries. Check that out. And since we're discussing idiocy, let's go to the U.S. House of Representatives. Now, despite a complete lack of evidence linking welfare recipients to increased drug use, U.S. Representative Stephen Fincher, a Republican from Tennessee, has reintroduced a bill that would force those applying for welfare to undergo urine testing for illegal drugs. In the past, similar bills have failed as court rulings have found welfare drug testing violates the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution. That's the one about unreasonable searches. And in fact, just last month, the U.S. Court of Appeals found that Florida's 2011 welfare drug testing law was unconstitutional. Yep, that's right. Uh, Despite the appeals court declaring a welfare drug testing law unconstitutional just last month, Representative Fincher is attempting to pass the same type of bill at a much larger scale. The difference is Fincher's bill basically acknowledges that it's unconstitutional. And to get around that minor inconvenience, the bill would force every person applying for welfare to waive their constitutional right protecting them from unreasonable searches in regards to drug testing. And if you like authority figures overreacting to potential drug use, you'll love the reported profiling of Colorado drivers that's been going on in nearby states. On a recent trip from Colorado to North Carolina, Britt Chester, a contributor to Westward.com, claims he was pulled over and searched by state troopers in both neighboring Kansas and in Tennessee. Chester claims he was stopped for driving in the left lane in Kansas, who knew that was against the law, and for going 75 in a 70 zone in Tennessee. But the real reason he was stopped, according to Chester, was because his car had Colorado plates. In fact, he claims the Kansas State Trooper actually admitted that they were keeping an eye out for Colorado drivers. State residents say this profiling has been going on since Colorado legalized recreational pot last November. 
Vehicles with Colorado plates are being stopped more often because police are suspicious that residents are smuggling pot across state lines. The profiling has become so rampant that a Kansas defense attorney announced he would buy a billboard at the border warning drivers crossing into Kansas from Colorado. And Kansas getting caught with as little as 25 grams can result in a felony possession conviction. And finally, let's go to Florida. Not literally, of course. But uh, the state of Florida is getting pretty difficult to pin down when it comes to pot. As we mentioned last week on the news hit, back in February, a poll revealed that a whopping 70% of Floridians would support a constitutional amendment to legalize medical marijuana. But this week, a bill was introduced to the Florida House of Representatives that would ban the sale of pipes and bongs from retail stores. Now, you might remember in 2010, Florida made it illegal for any store to sell bongs if that store doesn't make at least 75% of its income from tobacco sales. Now, the Sunshine State could be headed to a total bong ban. The man behind the ban, Representative Daryl Rawson, had this to say, Rather than just regulating them, let's ban them. If we can make people drive to Georgia and Alabama and South Carolina to get fireworks, they can drive to get these utensils of death. Yeah, you heard that correctly. Representative Rawson called bongs utensils of death. When Rawson was pushing the initial paraphernalia ban in 2010, he said it was because it's all a part of the drug trade and the criminal enterprise that we know exists and destroys neighborhoods, families, and order in our society. So he really doesn't like bongs. But perhaps Rawson's personal history is coloring his view of pot paraphernalia. Rawson is a former crack addict who admits his addiction cost him his law practice and his first marriage. And that's this week's reason to stay out of Florida. Or if you're already in Florida, that's this week's reason to leave Florida immediately. Okay, it's been a busy week for medical marijuana, so uh, before we go, let's just do some quick hits. We'll start with the good. A bill that would allow organ transplants for medical pot patients was passed by New Jersey's Health, Human Services, and Senior Citizens Committee. Uh, the bill would make medical marijuana the legal equivalent of other prescription medications, and as a result, legal medical cannabis users would not be disqualified from necessary medical care. And more good news, a judge in Michigan ruled that legal medical marijuana patients are eligible for unemployment benefits. The ruling overturned a previous decision involving a Lansing woman who legally used medical pot, was fired from her job for testing positive for medical pot, and then was denied unemployment benefits. But it wasn't all good news for medical marijuana, as last week three dispensaries were raided in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Authorities claimed the dispensaries were operating in violation of state law. That state law changed just last month when the state Supreme Court decided that patient-to-patient -patient sales of medical pot were illegal. Prosecutors are currently examining evidence to determine if charges will be filed. And those are the top pot headlines for today, Thursday, March 14th. You could read more about those stories on HighTimes.com, where you'll also find our feature story, The Dawn of Reefer Madness, which examines how Harry Anslinger got the ball rolling on marijuana prohibition back in the 1930s. Also, be sure to check out our seven questions for Doug Benson. Benson has a new movie out called The Greatest Movie Ever Rolled, and he talks a little bit with Danny Danko on HighTimes.com. This has been the High Times News Hit. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Hughes.